0: Hello, Jamie. Hello, Matt. And welcome back, everybody. This is 9 When, the podcast for business owners that just do not stop. Brought to you by Iwaka. And Matt, it's good to have you
1: back. Hey, I am glad to be back after my brief weekly stint of uh, not being here and running away and doing other things, which was interesting. Uh, but I do hear Mark filled in nicely for me.
0: Yes, the role's rather reversed, I felt, with Mark. Oh. Uh, I felt like I was getting a proper ribbing, and I was... Uh,
1: I mean, I'm normally quite mean when you show massive gaps in your knowledge.
0: I know, but I'm also quite mean back when you yeah, flop your way through a, a section. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, normality has returned, and with normality, we can jump straight into the show. Um, so, I've got a news piece here. Perfect. Sofa Maker Loaf breaks in growth plans as sales rise. Now, you read that out and it sounds really abstract. Yeah, I was thinking baking to begin with.
1: Uh, loaf baking. Yeah, loaf bakes in growth. kind, I see what they're doing, but then it's loafers in loafing around on the sofa, I take it. Yes, this
0: is a yeah. sur- sofa maker. And the news is that they've reported a £6.7 million rise in turnover, up to £48 million uh, for the year, and with pre-tax fof- pre tax profits, that's a tongue twister, <laughs> uh, for £2.6 million. Which is
1: pretty Yeah, like pretty a five percent five percent margin or gross margin. It's not it's not amazing, but nowadays in the, the sort of economy of driving, I'm guessing these safer makers have got um storefronts. They're actually physical locations as opposed to just online.
0: Yes, uh, they've launched some in Wilsonslow will Wilmslow. Where,
1: sorry? Wilmslow. Wilmslow, yeah. Wilmslow. Oh yeah. gosh. Wolframslow you said there, that was at a good place. Dolly Hill, Yep. Yeah
0: still in St Albans.
1: Yeah. Okay, you've got two, uh, two of the four right there, which yep. is good. Um, the people in Solihull and Wimslow will be really happy to be hearing that. <laughs> I really apologise. I'm <laughs> terrible at p-
0: pronouncing So that how list.
1: many is that then? How many do they own now?
0: Oh, gosh, I don't actually know, to be honest. Um, but the reason that I wanted to bring this up, because you would think that this isn't actually a small
1: business, is it? Not really, no. 50 million per quid is, is not anything to snub your nose at. No, it's not really the small but they're independent, aren't they? So that's, I suppose, they're not a DHS that's been around for donkey's years, that's got a store in every town. They've got what, you know, so they've got these four and, and a few more sites. So they're growing.
0: Yes, and yes, exactly. And as you just touched on, when was the last time any of us went into a DHF, DHS? D, DHS? DHS. No, no, isn't that their delivery service? It's DHF.
1: Sure. DFS. Why not?
0: I, I don't. DFS. I don't know. The fact we
1: don't know what the name is says enough, yeah. doesn't it?
0: Or oh, yeah. Benson's for beds. That's another one. Okay. I remember that because my <laughs> uncle's dog was called Benson, think he used to go Benson for beds, Benson for beds. Um, when was the last time anybody went into these, or when did you go into it?
1: Uh, probably about three years ago when I bought my flat.
0: Yeah. I just going to a physical location and buying something, buying a sofa, has not is not really that popular anymore at least i anecdotally
1: i think anecdotally because a sofa much like a pair of shoes you kind of want to try out before you buy them normally yeah um i wouldn't okay i'd order a television online because ultimately it's doing a purpose it fulfills a need but a sofa that i'm going to sit on every day i you know theoretically i'd want to test it out before i bought it so i can understand the appeal of a storefront for that kind of purchase like Maybe a bed as well, but you can get mattresses that you can just send them back. So. But this
0: this company is aimed at selling to millennials and Generation Z, and arguably most of the um, the way that they do that is through w- most of the way that businesses do that in this day is through direct sales and through the internet. So mm. the experience of actually going to a physical retail store to sit on a sofa is quite, I think, is quite unusual, especially if you're in a metropolitan area. That usually sofa stores are quite large, uh, yeah, to fit all the sofas in. But I like the way that they've done. They've targeted millennials. Loaf has been targeting millennials, um, and a lot of it starts with the naming, which is quite interesting. They name their sofas quirky names, like Butterbump and Smooch, (laughs) are are two (laughs) of the ones that are quoted here. And this is the reason that I brought this topic up because I think it's a it's a really new trend, or it's been a growing trend of this baby name naming of products. Okay so do you know what I mean like I everything's do because now everything...
1: a would you snuggle monkey pillow and yeah you look a few years back and everything had to be Latin or Greek or something you know and it was if it wasn't if you couldn't divide it by the Greek alphabet then you probably weren't on the right track so is it now we're moving into squiggly puff names are we or...
0: We're so there is an article that talks about this trend in uh, the Atlantic
1: the sorry stay a say again
0: in th- there's an article that talks about this trend in the Atlantic, not the ocean. Right. The magazine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes a more sense. Publication. Never heard
1: of it. <laughs> is it a marketing ma- ma- publication? No, I don't think so. I think it's okay. just a
0: general life one. Keep going. I don't know. You're, you're exposing how much I've read it, which is I've read a few articles, but I don't actually know enough to like <laughs> look down upon you. But it's saying about that, the. That, um, Our language now is going back to the 70s with uh, phrases like boogie, warm, fuzzy, space cadet and stuff. Those were languages of the 70s, right?
1: Far out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cowabunga. And that we've come full circle. We're going back to that language. And that they noted that there was a trend um, that that childlike language is used more after generations or decades of uh, uncertainty like- so in a
1: way language is no different to fashion trends or toys or fads you know look at you i always use the example of yo-yos yo-yos probably go through a 10-year cycle of becoming cool again and then going out of fashion Flares I- are now back in ripped jeans are back in so language is very similar to to fashion trends in that respect
0: i think i think it's not cyclical just on its own I think it's as a result of the article quotes about the wars in Afghanistan September 11th like financial crisis all these horrible things that have uh, negative things that have happened means that people like to take control with more childlike language and make the world seem a warmer place. Okay
1: yeah I was going to say I was struggling there to figure out why all the bad things in the world would make me say i want to go for a boogie the as opposed to a dance but yeah okay a warm and fuzzy yeah, place. it feels more fun and okay. now
0: this language as uh sofa is showing sofa no not sofa loaf yep is showing is um is now going into our products so arguably arguably no nope. <laughs> As an argument, yeah. one could say that one should now name products with Scoochie Woochie names. What do you think? You name a Scoochie Woochie would you if you had a business, would you name it with Kiddie Speak?
1: would I? Um, I don't think I could. Because to me it would just I don't know, would it reduce the seriousness? It depends what in what industry. Like maybe if I was in if I was a solicitor's firm I'd do it just for a laugh um just to show yourself as being different to others so i can understand entirely like why loaf has gone for that they've they've chosen a name that it really appeals to the not taking yourself too seriously um while still providing a good service so Mm. that's you know just because so what what's one of their sofa their brand names for the sofa sorry butter bread or something a butter bread yeah it's, 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 I, you know you've got you've got the mattress companies i keep coming back to mattresses because it's still storefront you've got the mattress companies like emma mattresses yeah you know, and i think that's quite cool in itself because people will ask you what is it oh it's a butterscotch and they go sorry just try me again it does promote conversation and makes it much more interesting um i can t- i can totally understand it whether i do it myself do you think we've know. done that I what with iwaka. Well a little Iwoka. Yeah, I think it's great, but then when you have to spell out a five letter word every time you tell someone it, it becomes tricky. Yeah.
0: Someone I actually was chatting to um at an event yesterday thought we were a Japanese company.
1: Yeah, I got I've had that. I've also mm. had links to um Star Wars quite Ewok, often. Yeah, yeah Ewok. Yeah.
0: yeah. But it promotes the <laughs> conversations. So uh, I think <coughs> yeah, it's, I think I it's can understand. interesting. The one the one I quite liked recently was um It was like a tagline for mini cooper i can't remember if it was on an advert or if it was um, on a billboard or um it was just on their website but it was mini cooper super duper yeah it's just like it it just that's that seems to be the direction the repetition
1: just sticks with you sticks in your head doesn't
0: it it's good so yeah let's um if you're a small business owner think about naming your product with a childlike name so and speaking of which you've got something uh, like a little drammy-whammy of something <laughs> for our invention and <laughs> in- innovation section, haven't you? I
1: have. So, do you want to try some citrus, wood, or spice Scotch whiskey? I
0: I mean, I love whiskey, so yes, I would like to try it. I I, I don't know what a citrus wood whiskey is, though.
1: Citrus or wood, not together. What's a wood whiskey? It's so just aged whi- in aged in wood casks is an all whiskey? Uh, depends what, what, where you're talking when to, do you which get a distillery. When you add citrus whiskey. When you add citrus to it. So oh. the, what's happened here is the Glenlivet whiskey distillery have uh, released or are releasing uh, dishwasher tab style cocktail no. pods mm. for whiskey. So you might have seen the the same sort of technology came around about two years ago. Um, basically, it's this. It's this edible, tasteless um, seaweed product, product from seaweed, called Uhu. 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 Uhu, uh-huh, the tasteless, it's an edible, edible seaweed. Yeah, exactly. Biodegradable membrane made from seaweed um, that can be used to hold liquids in a small bubble. So about two years ago, they, they, you might have seen a few viral videos popping up where they're, they're just little orbs of water that was becoming a big fad in Japan.
0: Oh, I do remember. Like, uh, and they were talking
1: the about doing it for, using them for marathons. So the New York Marathon are looking to use these next year, 2020. Um, London Marathon's considering the same idea. So effectively, you can just pop an orb of water in your mouth and then just swallow the whole thing. So
0: Glenn livett have come up with the idea of Taking the water out and putting the alcohol <laughs> in.
1: Yeah, shock. Someone figured it out. Uh, so. <laughs> if there's a way to get an
0: invention and add alcohol to it, then... Uh, then why wouldn't you? So, yeah, Glenlivet
1: have it. decided to make these... Um, you know, they're, they've, they've, they're uh, insisting that they are a delicious way to enjoy a new dram or enjoy a dram of whiskey, so a small amount of whiskey. Um, they look a bit like dishwasher tablets, so there has been some. Yeah, wasn't uh, there a whole kick challenge
0: back. or something?
1: There was a really stupid thing in America called uh, the Tide Challenge. So Tide dishwasher soap. Um, from memory, I didn't follow it too st- too closely at the time. People were eating it. You, or something. If you had one, I think it gave it could give you some sort of um, some sort of high from having this dishwasher oh, wow. thing, but then. Kids and people were challenging each other to see how many they could eat. It became very daft. And I think, yeah, you had to chew it, on it
0: as a dare. I'm not sure about the getting high, but I'm pretty sure it was like you had uh, to chew it on a it as dare a dare yeah. So
1: it was, you know, okay, uh, Darwin Awards were calling out for volunteers those days by the sounds of it. Oh, um, that sounds horrible. But this is obviously much more on a safe side of things. It's actually designed to be, I don't know if you say eaten or drunk, because you technically have to chew it, but then it turns immediately into a liquid in your mouth.
0: Yeah, I don't know. What, is there a parallel with something that
1: you... I don't know. What, how do you, you just eat jelly, don't you? I suppose that's the easiest comparison I can think of. Yeah, but this has got liquid. Yeah, I don't know. You, you... <laughs> so they've been, they've been billed by, by Glenlivet. And this is all, all coming from Glenlivet. So obviously it's all very marketing heavy. They're the sustainable whiskey of the future ditching the need for glass ice or a stirrer or a bottle or anything it just comes in a little pod i don't um, know about
0: you but i i don't like to shot my whiskey
1: no i know i'm very much the you same put a,
0: put a big pod in your mouth and then <laughs> you're like you're gonna have people who especially people who don't drink whiskey that often who are going to be spluttering all over bars so i think
1: yeah i i thought about this immediately in that it to me, I don't like oysters because it feels quite slimy. And I think it would be the same idea of almost putting a a weird egg, a soft-boiled egg in your mouth and then biting it open as suddenly you're just going to have from chewing to liquid filling your mouth would be a very strange yeah. feeling.
0: And think about all those situations where you're now going to mix it up with a dishwasher tablet. <laughs> like you might do the Tide Pod Challenge again by accident, but even worse, potentially, your dishes might now just be cleaned in whiskey
1: well wow, it's an expensive wash isn't it um so yeah the, the comments coming out you know a, a spokesman for glenn livet insisted the invention is delicious he's hardly going to say it tastes horrible but i think it is very interesting to see the to see a distillery or any any company actually making use of this kind of technology and well, yeah. trying to get away if you think you see minibar whiskies that are mm-hmm. just small plastic bottles that's not great for the environment um to be able to offer it to people in a in a quickly accessible way is quite entertaining. Yeah, um, that's
0: true. I, I think alcohol companies in general have actually been quite forward-thinking uh, recently. So I know the brand Corona yeah uh, developed the screw-top cans so that you could screw your cans together. And so you didn't need the plastic rings, which um, kill um lots of fish in the in
1: Carlsberg sea. You started using glue glue and, getting yeah, and rid of that.
0: Heineken has been developing um, I saw this recently has been developing a paper uh, I've um, seen some paper. card ones yeah, yeah which um, should I don't know I don't know how that works
1: yeah but so um, you know, if you want to mix your Glenlivet whiskey with seaweed for an organic taste they're being told that it is an assault on the senses, so you're quite right that suddenly you just get whiskey and it filling your your mouth, and it is a bit of a, oh, what happened? Um, (laughs) uh, There'll probably be some wet baristas around the country and around the world suddenly ruining the day that these inventions were created. I
0: feel like they are going to get thrown around in clubs and pubs. Absolutely, getting thrown thrown to your friend. Catch this. But no, it it is an invention. It's a very very forward-thinking invention i just wonder when smaller businesses will be able to take advantage of this because at the moment it seems to be that larger distilleries large brands like heineken and corona are the one i think the production
1: methods with this are quite quite sophisticated it being a a membrane that has to go around you know acts almost like a the, the the holder for this i don't know how they're produced um best guess would be heat sealed at the top but so once it becomes a bit more affordable, I'm sure it will start rolling out to other companies, and that would be yeah, it'd be great to see. Mm. Maybe we can try one on the show. That would be quite fun. I'll, I'll order some in. <laughs> great. So now, though, I think we should uh, explain some marketing. Oh, yes. So we have a lovely section called now Marketing Explained where I quiz Jamie, and he tries his best to explain different marketing terms, um, different marketing themes. This week, nice simple one for you, okay hopefully simple, Uh, SEO. What is SEO and why is it important for small businesses? Well, you said this is a simple one, but uh, this is actually one of the most complex (laughs) ones. So so. we'll start with a basic, I think, then. So a basic understanding of what SEO is, um, a couple of simple things that businesses and business owners can do to improve their own SEO, uh, if that's what you do with SEO, And um, yeah, just go from there. So I don't know if you can give us a brief overview.
0: I will take it away. SEO stands for search engine optimization.
1: Right. Which
0: basically means how can you get your website high up on Google for phrases that people search? Not just Google actually, any search Uh, engine. Are other
1: search engines available? Yeah, other search engines are available, but they are res-
0: responsible for a negligible amount of traffic. So usually Google's the first place to start.
1: What but is the uh, the traffic through Google? I don't know. I've never... You know, roughly. I
0: should know this, and I should have that fact here, but it's something like 85% or wow. something, something like that of all the search engine traffic. The other one is Bing, um, and then you could go to... Ask
1: Jeeves, that's still around?
0: (laughs) You know, that was the first one that came to my mind, which says volumes about their marketing like 20 years ago. Mm. But um, I'm not sure, they probably are. I think it became ask.com. Sorry. Ask.com. Thank you. And um, DuckDuckGo, I think, is another one, which is not private. So Google's
1: the one you want to work for. Yes.
0: And it's important because what is surfaced on a search engine on the top page for the results for whatever you're searching for it could be uh, restaurants in x or it could be uh, renewable toilet plungers i don't know whatever you're searching for usually the vast 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 majority of the traffic of the people who are searching for it will click through to the top three results yeah. usually the top one result there's about a 35 percent 34 percent click through to the first link and then it just drops off a cliff. So you'll, if you're on the, there's this old phrase that the best place to hide a body is the second page of Google because no one will search for you. So it's obviously imperative for a small business um, who do not have marketing, big marketing budgets. You can't spend um, millions of pounds uh, putting up billboards or mm-hmm. doing television. You need to think of ways that you can be visible to your customer so SEO is a really good one because it's effectively free in the sense that you do need to invest time and resource into it and, and there is sometimes a monetary cost attached to that but you're not paying someone to advertise right you're just providing information that is valuable
1: so search engine so way of uh, making sure the information on your website gets you to higher on the search bar is that right is that Yes. In the most basic <clears throat> term?
0: So what what a search engine is looking to do yep. is answer the the searcher's query as comprehensively and as fast as possible. So if that searcher's query is to buy a product, then the the, the site that indicates to the search engines that it's the best, that it's selling that product and that it's easy to use and people get a a lot of value from it, that will have a, a chance of ranking higher than ones that are really complicated. Now there are three main areas that when you look at SEO that people try to improve. There's the technical side, which is your site. If your mm-hmm. site is slow, has really big images that are ta- you know you've got 10 megabyte images that are taking a long time to load, it's not mobile responsive, it's generally quite out of date, that will be a signal that this is not a very good site which will count against you. The other area, main area is your content. A yep. lot a lot of people will not tag their product or 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 identify their website in a way that is quite understandable to Google. So if everybody is using the phrase water bottle and you use the phrase on your website uh, receptacle for h two
1: <laughs> One, you're mad, but, <laughs> but what, so what would that, that, obviously would that not then show, so if someone searches for water bottle, you're it's not going to come up.
0: So it's going to try and match more closely to the phrase that you're using.
1: So you want to be. and I think I've heard it before, like keywords. So is that where you want to make sure if someone, if you're, like, for, like you say in that example, if if you sell water bottles and sports bottles, you try and use the word water bottle and sports bottle on your website more than you'd use, yeah. Yes. So you don't. Receptacle phrase to it. You,
0: you don't want to. Put it in artificially, you don't want to just be like water bottle, water bottle, water bottle. Water, water. <laughs> no, like that will be penalised. And it makes
1: you... you look like a crazy company. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so you but you do want to indicate, you do want to put it on things so that your page will have a title, um, you will also have a meta description, which are you can usually find it on your how wherever you're hosting your website, you mm-hmm. can look it up, and there's lots of resources to guide on this. <laughs> but putting water bottle into those and in the copy and making the page about water bottles. <laughs> is a good step towards ranking.
1: Yeah, so that's making the content, right? What's the third way of... And the
0: third one is, this is arguably the most tricky, uh, is um, m- having, making sure your site has authority to talk about these topics. Because you or I can start up a website tomorrow and try and target the word uh, water bottle, the keyword water bottle, but we're probably not gonna rank what google and why google was so revolutionary was it took a um, it took people linking to other websites as an indicator of quality so if your website has a lot of links to a page google can see that or a search engine can see that it's called PageRank, rank um, and will say well actually lots of websites are linking to this and these websites are very good so let's say the BBC or et cetera, if they're linking to a certain page, then Google can look at that and go, oh, this is a very high quality This page. is the authority. These yes. people
1: know what they're talking about.
0: And and those, and those websites like the BBC or the Guardian or, or, or any website um, have built up authority because lots of people have linked to them. You see? So you have to do this balance between making your technical site, all right? This is in broad terms, like there is like 200 ranking factors and it's very technical. There's lots of good resources online, but in general, making sure that your site is technically sound, making sure that you have content that hits the keywords and is useful, like that's the foremost thing, useful to the searcher, and making sure that you have uh, backlinks into your site. And so, getting people to link to you—maybe it's in press or etc.
1: So it really is a massive, massive undertaking when you get right into all of it. I, you know, totally understand that. What is something that any small business can go out and do today? Uh, two really simple things that they can do to try to get them on that road to improving their SEO.
0: Okay, so I think one of the first things that you should do, especially if you're a business with a physical location, is to ensure your Google reviews and Google Maps um, uh, page is, is working very well. And what I mean by that is, you can say where your business lives on Google, you can have a... Uh, do you
1: like do you register yourself on Google, do you, as a business? Yeah, you say, right.
0: my business is here, it lives here, um, cool. and then it, Google will allow the opportunity for people who have visited that business to review. You can fill in information, like your opening times, whether you're open on Saturdays, whether you're et cetera, um, and allow people to check in there, which starts to do that bit whether you're busy or not busy. Yeah. Um, a lot of people for physical locations, especially for like, pubs and bars and nightclubs. Yeah, that's, that's really great. important for... Yeah, a... they'll be scanning along for areas close to them and then they see this pub or club or something like that and they are like, oh, I'll go to that one. Um, or, I don't know, I did it recently for a watch repair
1: store in London. I, I do it at the weekend sometimes. Like, okay, I want to pop to the garden centre. I need to know if it's open. Yep. So you find out what times it's open over the weekend. Yeah, yep. these things like are really so, important.
0: So making sure that your Google Maps profile is, um, is fully... Uh, filled in is really really important for for most businesses. Um, If your business is more office-based or home-based or you you don't have a physical premises so much, then it's pretty good to look at long-tail keywords. Now these are what you're trying to rank for in general, say water bottle to continue that example, but in a specific location, usually a location. Um, although it could be for an age or something you know like a water bottles for the over 60s could be okay One so like years.
1: you normally say like water bottles near leeds yes that's right
0: exactly right so
1: i yeah. think i've heard of people doing that before actually it's quite yeah. it does work as well from what yeah, I yeah
0: because most businesses in general aren't thinking about seo a lot of businesses aren't thinking about seo on such a regional level yeah so you can rank for your area quite quickly and quite easily by just making sure that you target for your area
1: oh that's some really interesting okay well thank you very much jamie Um, i
0: have much more to talk on this don't you worry
1: well we're going to have to hold it for another time uh, because we do need to move on unfortunately time is running away from us so next I believe we have, uh, it's quote time. Ooh, okay. Brilliant or bonkers? Brilliant or bonkers, where we try and decide uh, whether the quotes we've got from famous peoples, uh, authors through to historians, explorers, inspirational speakers, are brilliant or if they're absolutely bonkers. Mm -hmm. So this week, you've given me a quote.
0: I know, I wanted to test your... uh Pronunciation and enunciation abilities. Right,
1: well, this is going to be an interesting one because when, we know, when people normally you know, remember quotes, uh, they don't normally remember whole paragraphs <laughs> of about 200 words, do they? So this is something from George Mallory. Mm-hmm. Now, Jamie, can you tell us who is George Mallory for those people that don't know him?
0: George Mallory was a very famous Everest mountaineer and possibly... The first person to ever climb Mount Everest.
1: So, the, is it fair to say maybe the first Westerner to climb Everest? Because undoubtedly, some locals might have done it a bit before him.
0: Have you seen Mount Everest? Yeah, it's pretty big. I I don't think anybody was randomly climbing up Mount Everest. Well, he did, and
1: he had to travel millions of miles.
0: I not quite with that far. a millions of miles. Where <laughs> did he go? Mars. He just did a few laps of the earth. Um, <laughs> but okay, so. George Mallory. Yes, George Mallory, he was on the 1922 expedition to Mount Everest, which was the second ever expedition to try and climb the mountain once it was identified as the tallest one on Earth. And then he infamously went on the 1924 expedition where he may or may not have got to the top and died on the return. Lovely.
1: That's a nice way to lead straight into the quote. Thank you, Jamie. He's a
0: very famous. Um, he's a very famous person. <laughs> the quote was also in this. Not this quote. The quote that most people normally associate him with is, "Well, why are you going to climb Everest?" And he said, "Because it's there," which is also quoted in the film Jurassic Park.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. That's quite interesting. Yes, it, um, it is. But this quote is a slightly more long-winded version. Yes, is
0: this right? is the quote he actually said, not. Because it's there.
1: Okay. So the quote from George Mallory that Jamie has given me to test my my knowledge uh, is, as such, people ask me, what is the use of climbing Mount Everest? And my answer must be, must at once be, it is of no use. There is not the slightest prospect of any gain whatsoever. Oh, we may learn a little about the behaviour of the human body at high altitudes. Possibly medical men may turn our observation to some account for the purposes of aviation but otherwise nothing will come out of it we shall not bring back a single bit of gold or silver not a gem nor any coal or iron if you cannot understand that there is something in man which responds to the challenge of this mountain and goes out to meet it that the struggle is the struggle of life itself upward and forever upward then you won't see why we go what we get from this adventure is just sheer joy. And joy is, after all, the end of life. We do not live to eat and make money. We eat and make money to be able to live. That is what life means and what life is for. Oh,
0: beautiful, Matt. I had, a, I had a shiver running down my, uh, my spine. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that there's quite a lot to it to break down. I really like it. As you can tell by the way, I actually enjoyed reading it.
0: Can we just sum it up for a moment? This is the person who may have been the first first person to climb Everest. It really detracts from the the gravitas of it by saying,
1: may or may not
0: have got it. it, In 1924... The records are a bit unsure. Yeah. Um, 1924... He's saying, "Well, why am I going to risk my life? Why am I going to go climb this eight thousand nine hundred meter mountain?" Just because I can, because
1: it's there, and because it will be amazing.
0: And there's no point to it other than joy. Yeah, which is a I thought quite an interesting metaphor for business. I think it's
1: even more interesting is that he was able to say this and still get financed. So so he and others put money up to go and do this exposition with him basically saying, nothing's going to come back for it. You're going to get zero return. We could even die, but it will be great.
0: I'm not not sure this was the one, the message he gave to his investors. Maybe not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But um, it is fantastic. And it is... I know we we mentioned briefly before we started recording how occasionally the, the the quotes we cover do they kind of block together sometimes of like get over diversity and off you go you can, everyone can do everything, um, but this is just it. It's just for the p- pure joy of it. It's absolutely fantastic to to hear it honestly given from someone of actually I'm just doing it for for enjoyment.
0: Yeah, I think it relates to businesses so well in the yeah. sense of. Uh, you speak with business owners, and it's a hard graft. Like, there's so much to do, it's so much hard work. It's, it is it, it is an Everest, it's... it's. Why it, are you doing it? What, yeah, what are why, are you, are, you why are you doing it? you like, are you gonna have riches? Are you gonna be wild beyond your dreams? Well, you, you maybe, but for a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not why I do it, yeah. Yeah, so. I don't do it because I wanna be some California millionaire. You know you you do it because it's your passion because it's your joy because of the adversity and the and the challenge of it and 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 from that you get the joy you get the the passion and that in of itself is enough and that's yeah. what he said nearly one hundred years ago. can you believe that nearly a hundred years ago um
1: and the sentiment's still the same yeah I think I do as well um this one's brilliant for me. there's yeah. no contest on this quote Jamie it's um yeah. Thoroughly enjoyable, nice bit of oration, and yeah. Well, thank you for reading it, Matt.
0: Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to get you to read out a few more audio books, I think, at some point. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> a soothing voice to send us to uh slumber. Oh uh, yes.
1: If anybody's <laughs> listening to this podcast before they go to bed, re re listen to it, reread it. That's not right, is it? No. That's me for once. That's yeah. very strange. Well. I think we're
0: going to call it there, aren't we? Yeah, we'll call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. As ever, if you have any thoughts or would like to contribute or even come onto the show, just drop us a message at podcast.iwaka.co.uk. We'd love to have you. It's been rowdy fun. Let's hear what your quotes are. But until that time, have a good week. Have a good weekend. Bye and for we'll, now. And we'll see you soon.
1: Ta da! It's quite a fun quote. Fluffed it up.